Well, welcome to another episode of the Mom Chronicles podcast. Once again, we are here with a fabulous guest. I can't wait for y'all to hear what she has to say, Miss Tanira. And so she's just going to give us some real, um, I don't know, I would call them like little bite-sized nuggets or gems today. I'm talking about her mother, th- uh, her uh, journey through motherhood and um, just some, kind of some practical steps that maybe you can implement um, in your motherhood journey as well. So stay tuned and I can't wait to hear for, uh, can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. So we get it, right? As creatives, we oftentimes have to do everything ourselves, especially when we're first starting out. Um, we end up being the videographer, the photographer, the content creator, admin, etc. But with Be Influenced Media, we no longer have to worry about handling our content creation, right? So Be Influenced Media helps with our video content creation and photography, and they offer other services as well. In fact, if you've seen our Instagram and seen some of the pictures that we have on there or the videos that we have, that's all from Be Influenced Media, and you know it's top-notch, right? So for your video, photography, and content creation needs, visit Media on Instagram to see their work, because that's important, and from there you can inquire about their services. Once again, thank you, Tanera, for joining us. We're going to yes. jump like, right into it. We're going to start off. Um, if you could just um, introduce yourself, um, give a little insight to our listeners, um, a little bit about yourself. All right. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi to all the moms out there, god moms, auntie moms, grandmoms, <laughs> and all the people that are filling the role as moms. Um, My name is Tanira, um, Tanira Willis. I am from Chester, Pennsylvania, which is a small city outside of Philadelphia, but I am a resident of Delaware right now. Um, I grew up as a young lady in the inner city projects, born to a teenage mother, um, a father who initially was a hustler turned drug dealer. And I feel like that I am the true epitome of the roles who grew from concrete. Um, Mm. Like many other people, People, tons of challenges and experience in life that we kind of sometimes wish we should not we had not experienced but also knew that it helped to build resiliency and character and mm. influence in me um, even the negative things have turned out to be positives in my life um, so I started my career as a medical assistant then a registered nurse and that's I'm currently a full-time pediatric certified RN and CPR instructor but one of my passions are is, excuse me, is to encourage and support people. So in the last couple of years, I have had the opportunity to um, accomplish one of my goals, and that is to be an author and a writer and a motivational speaker. So that's what I have been putting my heart and passion to over the last two years. So via the Amazing Corner website and social media platforms, I encourage people um, daily to live their most amazing life. And for mm-hmm. me, that means being the best version of yourself, not mm. trying to be carbon copies of other people, yeah. because we know in this social media heavy world, it's easy to be influenced by what images and what sounds we're seeing daily. But mm-hmm. that's not what God has called us to be. God has called us to use our gifts to honor him and to serve and support one another. So my platform encourages you to be amazing in that way. All right, I love that. I, yes. I feel like you just dropped a lot of gems, a lot of that. <laughs> right. Just one little introduction, I love that. Right. And you said in your childhood, can we go back to that for a little bit? What was it like? Absolutely. What was your childhood like growing up? 
So my childhood, I want to say, is was multifaceted. It was a lot of amazing things. It was rich in culture, rich in community, rich in family, um, a lot of good morals and values. But then there was also a lot of adversity and turmoil and violence and drugs and poverty. Mm. Um, I would say poor school systems. We also moved around a lot. So all of that kind of layers who you are as a person. Mm, right. um, mm-hmm. And then... And for some people that comes out positively and so some, some people that why turns mm-hmm. into a what that other people may not seem to understand or doesn't impact their lives positively. Mm-hmm. I like to think that my why has come out positively for the most part. And I have used all that to be resilient, to be um, impactful, to give back and just to be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hard to answer your question growing up mm-hmm. in a community where there was death regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say almost monthly, there were shootings in my community and my school. There was family members with substance abuse problems and things like that. So it's hard to, um, to live in that, but you have to always, one of the things I think saved me, I knew that that wasn't what life should be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think staying focused towards that and moving away from it, um, is what kept me um, going and what saved me, um, in whole. Right. How would you say, because that's that, right? That's a lot, right? Like growing mm-hmm. up in your childhood. Um, and I feel like sometimes it may be easy just to like stay in that, but you just yes. said something that was powerful that was, you basically said, I don't want to, like, as an adult, I don't want to grow up in that same type of environment or even expose my children to that um, or my child to that. What in you, like, you know, because some it, it's it's easy to stay in what's familiar. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely, you, and you see that in family. Sometimes you'll mm-hmm. see two people with the same exact experience. One have a positive turn, and one have a negative mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, it it can go either way for sure. So I do thank God that hopefully I'm on the right side of things. Yes. But one of the things, and I've been saying this a lot in the last couple of years, um, some things that are negative can also have a positive, and and vice versa. Some things that are positive can have negative. Mm-hmm. Like I share with you, ladies, that I moved around. I really think that was one of the positives because I got to see life through different lenses and different environments and then different mm. households oh, where a lot of my family members only lived in the project. A lot of my mm. family members only lived in Chester so that their view isn't as broad as mine, that right. their altitude is not as high as mine because I was able to see things different. Like, oh, everybody doesn't live like this. I can I can live different. Right. I can live in a quiet environment where this isn't normal. I can right. walk and play in the outside and not have to worry about, is there going to be a drive-by or am I going to mm. see a drug transaction? So I think um, what I did, what was uncomfortable to me as a child moving all the time was one of the, my blessings. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. And it's interesting because we've been talking to a lot of moms who have had, have moved around a lot. Um, And so it's just interesting how that and the way that you grew up, like when you look at the grand like scope of things, like how that's affected, like how you raise your child, right? Mm -hmm. Or how you are as an adult. And so you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, certain environments you either keep and either you stay in that same environment or it's like totally opposite like okay this is how I grew up but it's not how I want to live my adult life so 
That's good. That's that good. <laughs> so that's as, good. As, as a child, I'm sorry. We're gonna... No, 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 you're fine. So as a child, what, what was your dream job or a career? Like, like how, <laughs> does that, funny. how does that align with, with your career yeah. doing? So I want to say initially, and I feel like in that era, everybody wanted, I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I think anybody mm-hmm. 40 years ago wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> um, but then as it evolved, I always wanted to be in some type of caring field. Um, mm-hmm. So if I was going to be a doctor, I wanted to make sure it was with underserved people or, um, or I wanted to be a teacher or a daycare provider. So I think I've always wanted to care and nurture and support mm. people and provide a safe environment where people could learn and grow and flourish. Mm. That's good. That, that's, uh, that, again, that's another similar thing that a lot of the mothers that we've been speaking with, they've been sharing the same, like the nurturing spirit. Right. Yeah. Right. And, right. and I think innately, that's what women are. We are nurturers mm-hmm. and supporters. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. right. So do you, do you, let's see. Um, so is there like a, a morning routine? Um, and if so, what does your morning routine look like? Um, my morning routine is to get out of bed slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I see you emphasize that slowly. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm fully transparent, I really don't like to get up early, even though I've seen examples when that has served me more often than taking my time to get out of bed. I get more out done. I mean, get more done when I get up earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But I like to get a full night's rest and I like to spend a little time talking to God, praising God meditation stretching I feel like those things get my my spirit together um because mm-hmm. I'm not a morning person and I'm not excited to be up and doing things I like you know to gradually get there um mm-hmm. so I feel like even five minutes of meditation and 10 minutes of stretching tells my body okay it's time to get going it's time to serve and just saying positive affirmations and mm-hmm. I have things like on my wall or on my phone or on my dry erase board that affirms me and encourages me or makes me smile and sometimes something is little a little nugget like that can take off my negative edge or my grumpy edge because I can't be grumpy in the morning <laughs> right. no, I'm not, I'm not too much of a morning person but I've learned to be a morning person yeah right it, it, you do it's, tend to get things good right it is good you, you have the rest of the day to yourself once everything else is accomplished early that morning yeah, yeah. right so you mentioned meditation is that like is that something a part of like your self-care routine yes i i need to be quiet i have a really Mm -hmm. busy mind and for some reason despite my own um I don't, despite myself, I guess I should say, I, I've been busy in the last mm-hmm. four or five years more than I would like to be. And it's busy with a lot of positive things. But mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're busy, you're not focused and you're not intentional. Mm-hmm. You're just task oriented. Um, mm-hmm. So it's helped me to, for self-care to slow down a bit and meditate yeah. and even gr- um, ground my breathing and my heart rate. And even like mm-hmm. I hold a lot of tension in my body. Yeah. So when I meditate, it kind of relaxes some of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Right. And I've been keeping up with your social media. Um, oh, I see you, you. you all have been out a lot, your son, and I think you were promoting his book. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I, I think I tuned in to a few of your um, your lives with mm-hmm. your son. You were doing a lot of marketing. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about what does a mom look like to you and uh, what does a mom 
Me okay. too. I, I don't know. I feel like this is, I'm getting a little emotional talking about that. I think <laughs> being a mom is one of our most important roles once you um, get into, once you're blessed with that opportunity, because God mm-hmm. is calling us to be stories of someone else's life. Um, mm-hmm. He's calling us to protect, nurture, grow, influence, and plant seeds to, uh, to people that we, we kind of, I don't want to say we own, but it's our responsibility for a time. So mm-hmm. what we do with that time is so integral to what happens to them as adults, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people, you're not equipped to kind of give them the best you have. But if you are, you know, it, it's important for me to be intentional. And I, what I'm hoping to do, what I'm hoping I'm planting with my son is entrepreneurship, um, mm-hmm. good stewardship. Today, he's actually out with dad volunteering. So just giving oh, wow. to others. Um, he... You know, you said you were, you noticed he's an author, just showing him that he's mm-hmm. amazing. He can do great things and he gets to own his life and his experiences. Mm-hmm. And then that he he's always grateful and appreciative of life and all of the things he's been afforded. Yeah. And how old is your son? He is 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ten. A ten, an entrepreneur at 10. That's, that's really good. Right. Yeah, and we're, we're blessed to give our children so much more than we were blessed. And that's, and that's, yeah. and we should be doing that. Right. Okay. Right. For sure. So, what did, can you tell uh, the listeners? Um, the book. How? When did he write the book? And um, did he have help with that? Give us more in, insight on that. Yeah. So the book actually came um, spontaneously. I don't mm-hmm. want to say a mistake. I do think it was God's um, plan for it to happen. Um, it's called The Amazing Wetheads First Adventure. Um, and I have okay. a copy of it right here. Um, and what happened is he's always been a swimmer. He's been in swim class mm-hmm. since nine months old. He's a very oh, wow. good swimmer. Um, and we were coming from swim class one day and I was washing his hair. And like I shared with you ladies, I'm always busy. So I know when I'm with him, I need to be um, intentional. So I'm trying to make sure our time is quality because we don't always have quantity. So it needs to be meaningful when it's just he and I. So I was talking okay. to him and I said, if you could be a superhero, you know, what are, what would you be? And what are some things you'd be able to do? And then what would happen? And then what would happen? And he just loved, he was seven. So like most kids at seven, they're adventurous, they're imaginative and they have tons of ideas and, and a lot of fairy tale kind of things going on. Mm. And his <laughs> story got so elaborate and so detailed. I felt a sense of urgency to stop him and say, let's write this down. And this should be right. a book because it was a full story from beginning to end, a plot, a theme, there were characters and details and so we we wrote it down on a little scrapbook a composition book and eventually we were able to publish it and now he's also translated it himself in spanish we also have it in a coloring book and most recently we have the manuscript for for his next book out so we're just trying to kind of keep him encouraged to let him know Mm -hmm. that he's creative and you don't you don't need to wait for anyone else to to right. show you that you're amazing and you can do amazing things. That's right. 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 Love it. So, and, and what is one of the one thing in, in your life that's a non-negotiable, like a absolute, an absolute um, necessity? And do you mean like an item or uh, like anything? I would say for me, peace. If we talk about, like you said, how I grew up and sometimes there was not peace in either my environment or my household or my spirit. 
to me, that mm-hmm. disrupts everything. So peace and maybe sleep is most important. When my, okay. when my mind and spirit is not at peace, there you can't get anything out of me. Um, and yeah. I'm not good I'm to myself way. or anyone else. Just completely just shut down when you need yeah. that, right. that peace, that rest. Yeah. Exactly. Right. For sure. Well, you mentioned that um, you said you don't have a lot of time. You're busy, right? And so sometimes having that... Um, what some people call like work-life balance is tough. Yeah. Um, so as always, like I have my thoughts on work-life. Um, my sister has her thoughts on work-life balance. Um, we've recently heard the term work-life integration. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, is work-life balance achievable? If so, like elaborate a little bit on your thoughts behind yeah. a work-life balance. I think it's achievable, but I think it looks different for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say sometimes we have to question our motives. Like, why mm-hmm. are we giving more to one thing um, than the other? And what are what are our priorities? You know, because mm-hmm. if you think if you're a single mom and your priority is to get your kids in a safe environment and get your kids into a new home or buy your first home, your priority might be to work harder, work, and you know, and not be as home as mm-hmm. much or not be able to take kids to activities or to the movies. So that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you don't have balance. You just your priorities are shifted for the moment um, mm-hmm. or vice versa. If you are addicted to work or addicted to money but you really need to be home supporting your spouse or supporting your children or cheering on a sideline somewhere for your family, then that needs to be your priority. So I think just kind of examining where you are, what your priorities are and what you, what you and your family need kind of will help right. you decide where that work-life balance is, um, should be. And for me, that's ever changing. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, right now with juggling a business and a full time job and being a director at church and trying to support my son in his swimming or soccer and my husband with financial, you know, so many things. So you don't always get it right. But it's I think you prioritize whatever your top three is, then you're just doing the best you can do. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. Right. That's good. I think a lot of moms need to hear that. Right. Yeah. As long as you're mm-hmm. doing the best you can do, which isn't sometimes it's not everything. Right. And, and, Most of the time it's not and everything. Some, and the ball is one of those balls are always going to drop. And you just have to decide, mm-hmm. do I need to pick this ball up or let that thing roll underneath the table? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> right. Sometimes you got to let it roll. Like you, you chase every ball, you're going to lose yourself. And that and if you're not mm-hmm. strong and equipped and you don't have anything to give anybody, then even if you're there, it doesn't matter. Me and Cannon have thick and curly hair, so finding the right hair product has always been a struggle. That was until we started using CYK Essentials hair oil. Before using CYK Essentials, I would spend a lot of time and money on products that worked for like a short amount of time, and then they just simply weren't effective anymore. So with CYK Essentials hair oil, I don't have to worry about us having itchy scalps, uh, dry hair, or leaving a greasy residue on our pillows. So for more information or to purchase, be sure to visit CYKEssentials.com. It's not right. fruitful. Right. Yep. Right. It sounds like you guys have like like a lot of, you have your schedule, your son have his schedule, mm-hmm. your husband have his schedule. Yeah. What is the biggest like challenge you've had as a mom and how did you handle that? I would say probably chasing ambition 
<clears throat> and maybe fear of failure if I'm 100 mm. percent transit um transparent. Um, okay. very ambitious, very goal oriented, and sometimes you lose sight of priority. Um, yeah. and I want to say I definitely was in that season in the spring summer. Um, after being locked down with COVID, I saw and I had so many opportunities when the world started to open. Um, and I use open in quotes because, you know, we're right, kind of like right. in a limbo stage. I had right. so many opportunities and I was chasing after them and I was answering every opportunity. But that's not always the right thing to be doing, um, it, you know, mm. and it started to compound and, and impact myself, my spouse and my child. And I had to say, OK, this doesn't feel good. And why? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh, my God. Okay, and um, so we did ask about the self-care. I guess we're going to move right on to the next question. What's the best advice that you've recently received um, about being a mom? Hmm. The best advice? I guess I would say not to expect (laughs) me from him. Um, Mm. So I, I think that's something I'm always having to remind myself that he's not a little me. And a lot of times we say that my mini me or my little me or junior in essence, if God made us all unique, we might have some similarities Mm -hmm. or some familial tendencies, but Mm -hmm. we're not each other. So we got to be able to, you know, I have to be able to see his gifts and support and and Mm -hmm. enrich those gifts and also see his shortcomings. That's probably not the best word to say for your child, but his weaknesses and see how I can strengthen support him and where he needs it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's it. So, um, you mentioned him not being, you know, a smaller version of you. Did you find yourself like having almost like that, those unrealistic expectations? And if so, like what, I don't know what what made you aware that that's the expectation you had on him. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just laughing because you got to laugh at yourself. So one of the things is academically, I have such high expectations for my son, and he does really well. Mm-hmm. And I always have to remember. So he's in Spanish immersion. He's been in a Spanish immersion program since pre-K, and now he's in fifth grade. And oh wow. So that makes his learning even more layered than our traditional learning. Um, but mm-hmm. and then I'm such a independent learner and I don't need to be redirected or I'm, I'm good independently where he needs support and reminders and things like that. And that could frustrate mm-hmm. me. Um, or he doesn't really retain it. He's like a use it or lose it kind of kid. So I might ace it today, but if I don't do it for a month, you can forget it. And for me, that was frustrating. So it's those reminders not to expect him to be the same person academically that I am. Because overall, mm-hmm. he still gets all A's and B's, but it's his pathway is different. And for me, it's frustrating, mm-hmm. but it's me getting, right. getting out of my own expectations is, Okay, that's easy for you. Again, you're 43. <laughs> he's 10. Right. He's a different right. type of learner and he's learning it in two exactly. languages. So it's like I have to give him grace and mercy and kind of, you know, pull back. Right. And that's that's tough to do, especially um, when you're one way and then your child mm-hmm. 
you know, is another way. I'm kind of similar. Like, I, I enjoyed school. I never had any issues with teachers or anything like that. And I have a six-year-old, and it's it's been tough. Mm-hmm. So, because <laughs> he is a, you know, he, everybody's his friend. And, you know, he wants to bounce from here to here. And so, yeah. it's, it's really difficult. But you just have to learn how to embrace it. And we have different strengths, right? So, I think sometimes we want our mm-hmm. strengths to be their strengths, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good you can recognize his strength and then let him be himself. Yeah, I gotta right. constantly say to me, get out the way, or be, you know, sometimes just be, just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, as a mom, what, what keeps you up at night? Um, probably the, I don't know how to summarize it, but the influence of the world or the opportunities for him not to be safe. And again, that's based on my mm. own past experiences that that's not yeah. his reality. He's grown up in the suburbs his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's not mm-hmm. unsafe areas there, but it's less volatile mm-hmm. or less apparent and obvious. Um, yep. But it's because of those, it makes me a little bit of a hoverer or a helicopter mom. So that's something else I'm always reminding myself. Like, you have to trust God. You have to yep. trust that you I'm put him way. in yeah. a safe environment. Right. Everybody's not a bad person. And so I think that's right. because I'm busy during the day, my mind is too busy to have those thoughts. So when I'm in my quiet time, mm-hmm. when you ask what keeps me up at night, sometimes those things will try to creep in and say, you know, maybe you shouldn't let him go here. Mm-hmm. Maybe he shouldn't be there, or maybe he can't go do this by himself. Right. Where honestly, that's going to smother and strangle him if I don't, you know, yeah. move away. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. I, I'm the same way. I, my daughter will probably tell you that. Like, I'm super overprotective. Mm-hmm. Like, and I worry a lot because it's just it's a different world that we live in. When I was when I was mm-hmm. younger, you know, like you said, we have social media. They have access to so much mm-hmm. stuff. And she's she's a she's twenty one. She's small. She's she's little. And, and they're vulnerable. Yeah, a lot of times. She's- and to be honest, like even though I grew up in a inner city, violent, riddled neighborhood, I never felt unsafe from the mm-hmm. people in the community. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I could walk from one end of town by myself, even as young as seven or eight, and know that the neighbors would make sure I was good. Or someone would say, "I just saw Tanira down the street," or "Tanira's over such and such house." You know, everybody knew everyone, right? And who yeah. you belong to, and you right. belong the, the exactly. community loved you. They, you belong to such yes. and such on this on this block. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. right? Not so much yeah. like that. Now, no yeah, one wants to like be friends. Either. No one wants a sense of community, mm-hmm. and someone can snatch you right next to someone, and they will never speak up. So those kind of things is like mm-hmm. it's so different. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, it's very mm-hmm. different. It is. Um. Mm-hmm. You have any any other question? Um, well, that went kind of fast. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. And I'm, my phone too. might die because, again, ladies, I thought we were going to be on a computer. I have that all charged up. And I, oh. so I'm so scared. I'm like, oh, I'm looking um. at the battery like, <laughs> please don't die. Please okay. don't die. Yes. Um, let's see. We did ask about the self care and what keeps you up at night. Um, no, usually I'm, I didn't have my questions pulled up. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I, didn't, I don't know if I asked you this or not, but a piece of advice that you would give to, to a mom? Um, no, I don't think we asked that one. Um, the piece okay. of advice I would say is, I guess one thing is to be careful of outside influences because every there's no one way to parent. Um, so yeah. I think we're so quick to judge people based on how we would parent. And we got to be careful with that because parenting is one of the hardest jobs we can do. Um, so just make mm-hmm. sure if you're getting feedback or advice from someone, is if it's not coming in, in love and good intentions, I would purge it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the other thing I would say is to parent intentionally. Again, knowing yeah. what seed you're like trying that. to plant and how are, because I feel like mm-hmm. a parent is almost like a farmer. Like we're planting a seed, mm-hmm. but then after you plant the seed, you also have to nourish it and take care of it and make sure the environment is good so it can grow, flourish, and multiply. Um, you can't just plant the seed mm-hmm. and let it go. You have to continue to kind of right. nurture it. So nurture yeah, it. if you think about right. a, a young ball player, or all these NBA players, they were cultivated. They didn't just go to one game and then become an NBA star. They were nurtured throughout their years. So being intentional, whatever gift you see in your child that you support and nurture it Mm -hmm. with the intention that it blesses other people, not so much that it blesses you. Cause I'm a little bit, I hate when people want their kids to grow up to take care of them. I hate it. Um, right. But right. that is something that's going to bless them and bless the world. And you, you, you continue to, to till that ground as the, as the farmer and steward of that gift until they're an adult. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. What's one thing for some, for some moms, um, right? I think naturally with moms, we want to nurture our kids, right? But what are some intentional, like maybe what's one intentional thing that they could do? You mentioned when y'all started writing the book, you were asking your son, if you could be a superhero, like explain that to, I'm actually going to do that with yeah. my son, right? I like I'm going to everybody should him, do but... it. Cause I feel like everybody has a yeah. book, yeah. Them, you know, even if it's just sitting on a shelf, mm-hmm. everybody has, has a story. Yes. Right. And, and, and it looks right. different for everybody, but also it's a great mm-hmm. bonding and it's fun. And you get to see how mm-hmm. they think and how they see the world. And then that will, if it doesn't develop a book, it at least develops a conversation and the interaction and the shared mm-hmm. experience. Because we tell that story exactly. over and over again, and we both tell it and smile when we tell it because it was so organic, right. um, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why. It, so that happened seven years ago. He's 10. Every single person like, when's the second book coming out? And it hasn't because it wasn't really, it's, it hasn't been organic. I've been trying to get him to sit down and write, but that wasn't the process. And even, you yeah. know, my mom reminded me that about six months ago, like, okay, you got to do it the same way sit and talk to him mm-hmm. and you know because he does he comes home every day so his goal is to be a director so he comes home and tells me about mm-hmm. the characters and his thing and what's going to happen and we were just um shop- shopping mm-hmm. for thanksgiving he's like mom you know what i'm gonna do two shows one of them is going to be a holiday show and again it was the superheroes doing all these things and he does it all the time they're doing writing exercises in school he brings this letter home and i literally cry and i'm like like mm-hmm. this really not because you know sometimes you could just be an over excited mom. Everybody's baby is yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, but right, for it to keep right. showing up, I know that's truly something. Eventually, is going to show somehow. I don't know yeah. that he's going to be an author, right. but he's going to be some type of creative. I know for sure. Um, Maybe right. the next teleparent. Right. And I want him to meet. I want him to meet him and hear his story because he needs to know what another black man could do. Um, to build a, I, what yes. was it, a $600 million compound 
that's better than anyone else yeah. in the world. Like I need him to see and right. hear that story. Um, yeah. But did sure. I answer the question? Mm-hmm. I feel like I went on the t- <laughs> No, I think that I think that was good, right? Like we talked about um what are some ways in which um you can start to build like that nurturing or like those special yeah. moments. And I think we like should that. be careful so with African American women that we don't over nurture our sons and over kind of raise our women. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're so tough and, and intentional with our women to be strong and independent and then we're so coddling and nurturing with our boys. And we need to do a little better with mm-hmm. balancing and that. Right, right. Why do you think that's important? Well, I want to say just from my past experience and seeing all the over-nurtured men in my family not be productive or take a lot longer to be protective mm-hmm. members of the computer and comp- contributors okay. and leaders in their household, where right. the women in my family can run circles around anybody, any given day. They're so resilient right. and okay. so um, they're good critical thinkers and problem solvers. We, we could flip a couch, mm-hmm. move a house, and build a store, and then the guys are still sitting there with their thumb right. in their mouths. And it's like, and it, right. <laughs> I'm overgeneralizing, but it's just a big contrast. And I yeah. definitely know, yeah. you know if you don't know how to do the dishes and cook and clean as a man, you're always looking for a woman to do that. And you always have a need that needs to be mm-hmm. filled that you should be able to fulfill yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's- that's good, right? Because you even hear that growing up, like, oh, mm-hmm. girls just mature faster mm-hmm. than guys. And maybe a little bit, but, mm-hmm. you know, guys can still, like, being mature doesn't mean that only girls right. can do the dishes or only girls can cook, you yeah. know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like in my that. household, yeah, man don't a, work, man really don't eat. Every, if I'm up moving around, <laughs> let's get it. Yeah. And my son is quick right. to point out okay. all the things that he has. And then I have to quick remind him that he does not have those things. And when you become 18, you have nothing. So what are you going to do to sustain right. it? Um, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him out of things being so easy for him that, it, that there's no, I don't know what I want to say. Like nothing has, he hasn't had pain, enough pain and enough struggle. Mm. <laughs> Um, quick example he broke his headphones a couple months ago and he came downstairs and told me so nonchalantly like mom my headphones broke but I'll just go on Amazon and buy some more and I literally sat there with my mouth open and you might be thinking what's the big deal with that for me I would have been afraid to come tell my mom that the headphones she broke I mean bought were broken Mm -hmm. because I might get in trouble and then I might not get any more Mm-hmm. But he was so comfortable to say, mm-hmm. wasn't a big deal. And I'm going to go buy some more. I'm not going to ask you for no money. I'm not going yeah, to ask you, you, can I buy them? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, this was too easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. right. Got to be yeah, more appreciative. Yeah. Right? You got to have value. <laughs> right. Right, right. No, that's good. Because, I mean... You know, as you become an adult, it's not that easy. And, you know, he is an entrepreneur. (laughs) He does do chores. So he gets money from his book sales and pop-up shops. And he also gets allowance from chores. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I, I almost wonder, does he have too much? Mm. You know, it's not going, you know. Yeah. Right. That's that. Yeah, yeah that's because, tough he, balance, you know, right? I, I tell him all the time, like, you sometimes he has more cash on hand than I have. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, and but he doesn't have to pay bills. You know what I mean? So his money. Right. Yeah, he right. doesn't have any money. His, his right. money. 
the broken yeah. headphones. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I'm like, go, my go. I think I've had the same beats for the past ten years, and they are broken, and I still put them on. <laughs> Is there still sound? (laughs) Right, right. That's funny. (laughs) Lordy, lordy. Um, As a mom, have you found um, whether it's one resource or a handful of resources that you found have um, have helped you? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and if so, what are what what is one of them or? I would oh, say man, um, probably bullshit. definitely a circle, having a circle mm-hmm. and also my faith, my um, my relationship with my faith and my church and the community at my church. Um, I think both of those give me a sense of accountability and allows me to check myself mm-hmm. because we are, mm-hmm. we, you know, you other people's flaws or shortcomings are so clear and so apparent and we know how to fix them. Um, but we don't always see that in ourselves, mm-hmm. no matter how great we are. So I feel like my circle does right. that for me as well as my church. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that helps strengthen me okay. in, in the areas where I'm not my best or where I need to grow or in knowledge or in spirit. Um, I think those have been integral for right. me. Okay. Yeah. Having that support like and not just relying on yourself we can't do this tough life i just told my sister that today life is hard you cannot do it alone i don't care Mm -hmm. how much you think you don't need Mm -hmm. other people you need um i just recently saw a um a demonstration where they show a person standing in the center and how things and people can attack them when there's nothing surrounding them but when you surround yourself mm. with people who love you, support you, motivate you, and want to protect you, those things don't get to you so easily. And sometimes they may not even get to you if you have the right yeah. circle because they're going to block it. They're going to protect it. Yep. They're going to pray for you. They're going right. to stand with you to keep you standing. And the things that would have normally knocked you down alone won't knock you down if you have the right circle. Right. That's right. Ooh, that's I love good. That. I love that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. visualization. Yeah, that, that, that was like a drop mic. <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to cry sometimes because sometimes life can be so hard and you mm-hmm. cut people off, but you don't want to cut yeah. the, the wrong people off because if God placed them in your life to mm-hmm. provide something for you, you know, that you don't, you know, you've blocked, you let an entryway in that shouldn't be there. And if such and such was there, that would be done, yeah. you know, and something, I guess, um, I'm right. all, I'm a, I, if you follow my page, you'll see that words mean a lot to me and I'm always looking for a learning opportunity. I remember when I turned 40, mm-hmm. um, I had 40 parties and 40 um, <laughs> acts of service that I did. Again, very overly ambitious, but it wore me out and, and, <laughs> and it exhausted me. And I had I went to Hawaii for eight days. And when I came back, I had a party. But my normal people that wasn't there to support it and help it be successful made it crumble. And I, and then I crumbled. Um, Mm. and it was like, okay, was I doing the right thing at the right time? You know, was I rushing or was I forcing something that I shouldn't have forced because I, you know, you wanted a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my normal people who want to come and support me and make sure everything goes well and champion me and whatever, whatever, fill those gaps weren't there. So you, you know, you just got to be careful mm-hmm. that you're intentional about what you do and you're focused and not making kind of like, you know, rash decisions and impulsive decisions. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. So many nuggets. 
I feel like we yeah. just keep going on. I know. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, 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 yes. Well, um, what lasting piece of advice would you give to a mom out there um, through any phase of motherhood? Um, just some like an encouraging piece of advice to let her know, hey, you are doing the best you can. Um, you're being the best mother that you can. Like, what's what's one thing that's maybe encouraged you that can encourage? I would say else? operate in love and mercy. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. kids need love, and if you give them love, then that that's going to make sure their basic needs are met. Um, and then other things that don't happen is that's okay because that's not their mm-hmm. priority. Because if you think about the rich kids or affluent kids. They want time and love and affirmation from their parents more than they want a new Mercedes or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever superficial thing that you can give them. Well, before we close, um, first of all, we want to say thank you again for just sharing all of your uh, wisdom with our listeners today and with us. I know I have some things that I'm going to um, take away from it. Um, And so... Um, where can our listeners and our viewers um, connect with you online? Yes, you guys can find my um, website at theamazingcorner.com as well as social media, um, Facebook, Instagram is also under the moniker of The Amazing Corner and LinkedIn as well. I do do a daily inspirational post and a weekly motivational Monday just to encourage us as we are accomplishing our goals. Um, so in large part, that's where you can find us. You can find any of our books on Amazon or again on our website. Just look for author Tanira Willis and Che Willis Jr. Perfect. And we'll be sure to leave like links to all of that below um, so that everyone can visit. And I would, I would encourage you to follow Tanera on social for sure. Um, just seeing, you know, like we said, in the age of social media, there's a lot of negativity, but you are that bright spot. Yes. And just to see the connection <laughs> between social. her and her son and yes. the lives and all the positivity. It's so inspirational. So, it. um, so definitely um, we'll put that so that people can follow you. So thanks again, Tanera. Yes. Thank you so much. Doing what you guys are doing and encouraging moms. Again, one of the hardest jobs in the world. I pray that your um, podcast continues to grow and it makes a big impact on appreciate that. Yes. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. Yes. Yes. I want to thank you once again for dropping such great nuggets, great gems. Can't wait for the listeners to hear. Um, Can't wait for the listeners to also just follow you in your journey with you and your son. Um, thank you once again. Yes.